Welcome to Afghan Dispatches from Chrome Radio with Diva Patang and me, Katrina Oliphant. In this series, we're following events in Afghanistan as they unfold. We recorded the first podcast shortly before the terror attack outside Kabul airport on the 26th of August, 2021. In this episode, Diva speaks about the terror attack, the fear of a new civil war, and Afghans' desire for peace and unity. She also talks about blazing a trail as one of the first women to present cricket coverage for radio television Afghanistan and enabling women to experience cricket live. We join Diva as she recalls the day of the terror attack. On the day of the terror attack, which took place at Kabul airport, I was in the office. It was a normal working day for me, thinking that things are slowly getting better in Afghanistan because it was not receiving many messages from friends and family. But then suddenly I received a few messages from friends. They told me, did you hear what happened in Afghanistan? I straight away went to Twitter to check what happened. And the first video that I have seen was a lot of people covered in blood. They were inside a small water canal, which straight away made me think, is this a movie? or is really happening. Initially, I couldn't believe it. But then I scroll down and see a lot of people saying that Kabul is bleeding again. My body was shaking at that stage and tears were coming out of my eyes because I knew that there were so many people at the airport. A lot of people who were my friends, they made their way to the airport to try to escape Afghanistan. I start worrying about them. And then I received a lot of messages from different media channels trying to contact me and speak to me about it. I was really confused. I was thinking, what's happening? I couldn't even do any analysis. I was thinking, is this really my country? Because some people were quite happy just a week ago that the people who used to kill us, they are in power now. They are the people who are trying to protect us now. So people were thinking that there are not going to be any terrorist attack anymore. All those big walls which were because of the Taliban, they have been removed. And suddenly you hear that hundreds of people are actually attacked and killed. Initially, I couldn't figure out what really happened but then made a few phone calls just to check on the family and friends. Are they okay? Some of them didn't answer me, made me very worried. I managed to get through to a friend who witnessed the attack. And he told me, Diva, 300 people got killed. But then media was reporting 13 people at that stage, 20 people, 313 or 20 people. There's a big difference. Are you sure? And he's like, yes, yes, I've seen about 300 people killed in this attack. I'm covered in blood myself. All my clothes are covered because I try to help people there. I still couldn't believe it because I was there at the airport just weeks before. I was thinking, which exactly was the gate that this attack has taken place? It was very difficult for me to come on a live TV channel and I couldn't hold my tears. I was really angry. I was also frustrated how all this is ending and why so many innocent Afghan people are getting killed. I was thinking, why people are leaving their country? But then I realized, well, they're leaving because their lives are in danger. Some people who contacted me like a week ago to say, well, we're very happy that the situation is getting better. 
they were the ones who contacted me again to say, Diva, you know, there's a terror organization called ISK. Who are they? What is this? We've heard about Daesh. Is this a new thing? How many more organizations or names are we going to hear? Why it's not ending? It is a question that a lot of Afghans are facing right now. Why one terror organization comes into power, then more terror organizations coming, trying to attack Afghans again? Is this like a never-ending movie? We've heard President Biden confirm that American forces found where the attackers of the Kabul airport were, and they've attacked that place, and they do not exist anymore. So the question a lot of Afghans are asking is, if you manage to find the group who attacked Kabul airport so quickly and you managed to get rid of them so quickly, why for all these 20 years that the attacks were taking place in Afghanistan, why the sanctuaries were not attacked to eliminate all these attacks on Afghanistan? So these are the questions that Afghans are talking about. What a lot of Afghans are afraid of is a civil war. Afghans do not want to go for a civil war again. They want to be able to live together. I personally have a lot of friends from different parts of Afghanistan. To me, it does not matter where they come from in Afghanistan or what language they speak. To me, the most important thing is that they are Afghans. We need to be able to be united to rescue Afghanistan from how it is right now. We have seen that all around Europe, on the 28th of August, Afghans had a demonstration and were asking for peace in Afghanistan. I think Afghans do deserve peace. It has been over 20 years now that the war is continuously happening in Afghanistan. A lot of those who were demonstrating on the streets, they were not even at the age of how many years Afghanistan has been in the war. A lot of those Afghans have never been to Afghanistan, but they are still very connected. They still came out on the streets to demonstrate for their country. The Afghans who are leaving Afghanistan, none of them would have left Afghanistan if there was peace. During this demonstration throughout Europe, we have seen the Afghan flag flying very, very high because the Afghanistan flag is the only symbol that unites every single Afghan. When I was working for RTA, for the radio television of Afghanistan, I covered many events, but the most memorable one was Afghanistan Independence Day in 2019, which marked Afghanistan's 100 years of independence. It was taking place at one of the most beautiful places in Afghanistan, Darlaman Palace. And the president, Ashraf Ghani, was also there. I was holding Afghanistan flag and I had a reason behind it. I know that some of the people, even at that time, may not have agreed how I was coming into the stage as an Afghan girl and presenting. So I was holding this Afghanistan flag to show them that I'm in love with my country And I do this for my country. A lot of Afghans, people who were very, very talented and skilled working in different sections of the TV, most of them left Afghanistan. And some that were not able to leave Afghanistan did not want to work anymore. Also, I remember when I went to Afghanistan to present for Afghanistan Cricket League for Shpagiza, 
Shpagiza happens every year between July and October in Kabul. And all the national players are taking part in this league. It's a very, very famous league. I was one of the first female to be on the national TV and present from the cricket ground. That was a very emotional time for me. Initially, I was very scared, thinking, what if somebody will attack me? What if somebody shoots me? Because not a lot of Afghans were keen for a female to be on the ground. They were seeing this game as a male-only game. But I wanted to bring change. I thought that if we have a female on the ground, it will make it more colourful. I also remember speaking at that time with the cricket board chairman, asking him if I would be able to get every single Afghan female uh, ticket and I will pay for it for them to come and attend and watch the game. He kindly said, of course, we will give every single female a free ticket. You don't need to pay for it. So the next day, we did an announcement to say that all female who would like to watch the game, they would be able to have a free entrance. We had a lot of schoolgirls who wanted to come and watch their favorite player live in front of them. I went to speak to some of them. A lot of them were covering their faces because they were scared. Some of them, they were telling me that that was one of their dreams to come and watch them live. And then as the days were passing and the finals were closer, we had so many families and so many females who attended that even some of the players agreed to bring their own families to the ground and watch them play. That was a big change. I tried to encourage females that if you come and watch a sports game, there's nothing wrong with it. You can come to the ground. It will be a day out for the family. As the days were passing, these girls who were coming to the ground, they were asking the security guards if Diva would be able to come and sit with them and watch the game. That was something that was really making me emotional. I was very happy to watch them and talk to them. An elderly mother was also there. I asked her, how come you're here watching players play? And she was telling me, you know, when I was watching them on the TV, I was able to see how they're able to play. But here, when I come, I watch them. But because it's a live program, things are happening so quickly in front of me. It was something new to her. She always watched it on TV, but never experienced that live sport. She didn't know how it feels. I could never imagine that players would bring their own mothers or sisters or wives to watch cricket. But I think when they saw that it was a very secure place, it's nice to have family there because it gives them also confidence to play in front of the family, to show the talent. So this was a big change. And then the next year, for me to be able to give more support to the cricket team and to show that a female can play a big role, I sponsored them. The business I do in the UK is nothing to do with Afghanistan, but I did it to show that females are able to play part in business, in media, in bringing changes to the country. We are part of the big change. So I became one of the cricket team owners and sponsors. 
my name was all around the ground and I had posters of my name and I did that to show them that I know that I'm the only female there but I also can encourage a lot of other female to take part to come and to encourage our players because cricket is one of the most important games in the whole country it's played in every single province it's a very male dominated game and i wanted to be part of that and then i became sponsor of few other international games and slowly a lot of these players were quite happy to see female be an owner of the team or a sponsor of a team they were saying that we have seen it in india or other countries where female were owners or sponsors or taking part in cricket but we could never even imagine that afghanistan would be able to do this one day and then this year i had the same plans i wanted to have a team but unfortunately because of what happened in the country i have not been able to take that step I wanted to be part of the game if not presenting just to be there to watch them and give them confidence but I don't think that this year we will see female attending I do not think that female presenters will be able to be on the ground and present so this is one of the examples you can see of Afghanistan instead of going forward is going backward but is this going backward just a temporary thing will our generation be able to experience a freedom in afghanistan and travel to afghanistan again as we used to do just weeks ago that was diva patang for afghan dispatches we hope you'll join us next time until then please do share this podcast on also if you have questions about the situation in afghanistan that you'd like us to address in future podcasts please let us know We close with a clip from Diva's conversation with the elderly mother who was so thrilled about experiencing live cricket for the first time. I'm Katrina Oliphant and you've been listening to Afghan Dispatches from Chrome Radio.